1: It's a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name Andrew.
2: My name Christina.
1: <laughs> and we are a podcast where each week one of us talks about the book that one of us read that we hadn't read before and tells the other people who didn't always read it about it um this is our august bonus episode about a book that christina read christina what book did you read i
2: read annihilation by jeff vandermeer look i have it from my local philadelphia library of which i am now a member nice
1: Woo. Woo! and because it's a bonus episode we've got patreon supporters here with us in the chat welcome chat um, this was a Patreon recommendation from Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie, for recommending this book that we made Christina read.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, in fairness, it has been on my T- TBR for like a very long time. Bizarrely, it was the mm. first book I added when I opened a Goodreads account.
1: Who could say why?
2: You did say wow. that.
1: Who could That's say? a reminder. I don't think our Goodreads account is up to date. I need to do that. Goodreads, Who's Goodreads, Goodreads accounts account are not today? legally
0: binding? Yeah, That's true.
1: Um yeah. so Andrew I think this is technically the first podcast that folks will hear from you since your child. We, uh-huh. This will probably hit the feed before our Amber Spyglass episode where you talk a little bit more. <laughs>
0: so, so, <laughs> so we did record the Amber Spyglass episode last week and I'm I'm doing I was doing okay then I thought I'm doing more okay now and Craig told me that there are just multiple instances in that episode where he has to Edit out me saying like, Ugh, oh, I'm so tired," or just leaning back and sighing and despairing at how the episode is going. So it's like it's not not <laughs> my best work. There, there
1: are a couple of times where your forehead just hit the mic, like you just <laughs> went, "Oh." Well,
2: Whoops. and I find what makes incredibly compelling audio is if while you're recording it, you're just like, "Oh, this sucks! This sucks! This sucks!" This so is it's going really bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. it's good. <laughs>
1: Uh, So, Christina, you've been on our show before.
2: Two times before. Yeah, this is my big three.
1: If folks end up liking this one, which episodes should they go back and listen to? Or just go do it right now, regardless of how they feel.
2: Right. If you like this one, um, but you think, wow, I wish she had another person with her who had a similar but different vibe, Mm -hmm. um, you could listen to the uh, Nicholas Sparks um, Walk to Remember episode that my podcast co-host, Camille Washington and I did, or you could Mm -hmm. listen to the Hex episode, which was a real wild ride about a very scary witch lady. (laughs) Sure.
1: (laughs) Are you still... You're reading a bunch. Are you still podcasting? Are you writing? What are you doing these days, my friends? Well, we, friend? di- we
2: discussed in the pre-chat about my um, newsletter and my unemployment because that's what you're mandated to do if you're in your early 30s and are unemployed. So I have joined the newsletter class. It is called Christina's Crisis Corner. I am having a crisis. <laughs> you can read about it.
1: <laughs> okay is the best way to find that on your twitter i guess we'll talk about that later
2: it is on my twitter yes it's in okay. right in the old bio
1: great um well okay so i expect folks will have like some questions they want to ask you about this book or about your crisis that they can they can <laughs> honestly find this book and my
2: later. crisis dovetailed quite nicely so
0: yeah, i was going to ask <laughs> cuz it seems like it's all about i don't know like things breaking down <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was all about and just like dying. are you yeah. seeing what you're seeing or not is anything real sure what's time okay. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: i hit pretty close to home
1: um so this book by mr jeff vandermeer i knew about because it was made into a movie starring a bunch of famous actresses um and then yes natalie,
0: I, natalie portman gina rodriguez jennifer jason lee tessa thompson possibly others
1: also oscar isaacs was there right yeah is yeah. he plural is it isaacs or isaac i think it's well isaac. i mean
0: if it's multiples it's oscar's Isaacs. right yes. no, like
2: attorneys general of course
0: sure yeah. sure 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 um and yeah i haven't seen that movie which puts me in the majority of humans on the planet earth because it did not do <laughs> super good <laughs>
1: A shame um, the, people seem
0: to like it, yeah. The, yeah, critics seem to like it okay. Now, the the Guardian review hedges by calling the book unfilmable. <laughs> oh, neat! <laughs> but, I would
2: agree, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I knew it had been a movie when I went in to read it, but still reading it was like, This is not you don't read this book and think, Can't wait to slam that down on film.
0: <laughs> yeah, Paramount was making it, and they um, it was finished for like two years before it came out in 2018, they got some. I guess, lukewarm reception to it from test audiences. And so they only ended up releasing it theatrically in the U.S. and Canada, where it made $43 million against a budget of $55 million. Uh, But for international distribution, they cut some kind of deal with Netflix. And presumably that helped make up the difference and make it mildly profitable. But I, I would be extremely surprised to see Authority and Acceptance, which are the other two books in this trilogy, committed to film at any point. That makes sense. That tracks, yeah.
2: yeah. I I'm certainly not. didn't see the film because I saw the trailer and I said, Well, that looks scary. I will pass. <laughs>
0: um, so this The Atlantic Review calls the movie a beautiful heap of nonsense. Oh good, great. Oh wow, that's so we're... my
2: government name. Weird.
1: <laughs> Set <laughs> ourselves up for success here. Mr. Vandermeer, let's cover him quickly. There's only so much to say.
0: Yeah, tell me more about James Vanderbeek.
1: Um, he was born in Dawson's Creek. He was born in Belafonte, PA, presumably named after Harry um, mm. in 1968. Just
0: like Chevy Chase is named after Chevy Chase. Right, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: um, he grew up in the Fiji Islands. His parents were on the Peace Corps, so he moved around a bunch. He went to Ithaca later. They moved there, and he felt very out of place, both sociologically and ecologically, he has said in interviews. A lot of leans back <laughs> happening right now. I think... Is he other kin? <laughs> I think he, he feels like, especially in America, we have a maybe a bad or at best indifferent relationship to nature. That might play into what's up in this book. But he moved and to I, Ithaca. I don't... Maybe he was... Like, is Ithaca there, there...
2: loves nature. That's like their whole jam.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just telling you what he said in interviews. That's fair. Was, I
0: can't they, ask they to speak they, for the man. Just, they, they don't love nature enough for John Vanderslice. He loves it too much. Yes, definitely. <laughs>
2: Vanderslice is good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he then moved down to Florida,
1: attended University of Florida, also went to the Clarion Writers Workshop up in Milford, PA, which is a workshop for sci-fi fantasy authors. Alumni include Octavia Butler, Corey Doctorow, who currently is the editor at Boing
0: Boing, which is a website I thought was gone. <laughs> boing Boing. Um, now he does very important work actually around like internet <laughs> privacy and security yes. and stuff. Don't let the name of the website he works at fool you. Boing <laughs> Boing. <Sure. laughs> It has a well-earned um, reputation. <laughs> Nadia
1: Korophor, uh Alyssa Wong, who also apparently writes for Overwatch, I didn't know. Hmm. Um, and an author named Lisa Tuttle, who I thought was Lisa Turtle from Saved by the Bell, but no, Lisa Tuttle is a woman who used to date George R. R. Martin and then was the first and only person to ever turn down a Nebula award. So, you know. Wow, she spiked that. Yeah, she didn't like that some dude was openly campaigning for his award for like his story against hers and then they gave it to her anyway and she said no thank you. <laughs> I you know
2: I respect a uh, stand on the morals there.
1: Uh, Mr. Vanderpump wrote a bunch of short fiction in the 80s and 90s. Uh, his short story collection, City of Saints and Madmen" was published in 2001. He wrote a novel called Shriek in 06 and Finch in 09, both set in the same city. My notes just say Shrek in 06, and that's not right. <laughs>
2: the wrong year for that
0: film. He wrote Shrek 3. Yeah. He obviously wrote a lot of very good fan fiction about the show Mad Men, which is the thing you just referenced. Uh, In
1: 2014, he published the Southern Reach trilogy, of which this is the first Annihilation Authority and Acceptance, which we talked about. He published
0: the whole trilogy in 2014?
1: Yes. So it was uh, published in an eight-month span by FSG. Um, The editors Sean Sean McDonald and Emily Bell called it a quote Netflix inspired <laughs> strategy according to that the on LA the Times.
2: Wikipedia. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna bring that up.
1: <laughs> yeah. They decided with this like imprint from FSG that they were gonna like, well what if we just started launching series all at the same time and people could just dig into it, which I guess worked. The books have sold pretty well, I think. This one won a That's nebula. Good. It was yeah. made into a movie. Um
0: back in the day they just would have called that A long book right
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i that's gonna be my main question for you ct as we get into the book is that where does this feel like a book that has an ending and where does this feel like a book that is two more books long to explain itself um ticefine in the chat says that this publishing strategy worked on them so fair enough good job fsg i guess if it works it works Uh, you know he published born a quote biotech apocalypse novel in 2017 new- the new yorker has called him the king of weird fiction sure i know that that
0: is <laughs> that Heavy is a is term the crown, huh weird is
1: weird is a term that like is a thing that dates back to like uh pre who's the guy i'm thinking of With the, C- the cthulhu guy <laughs>
0: Lovecraft? Yeah. yeah. You,
1: they toss that around with Lovecraft and that kind of like, it's too weird. I have to make up shapes to talk about it kind of stuff. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Andrew and I were stupid. I'm afraid I don't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know the part in the Call of Cthulhu story where the guy is like going nuts cuz he's like looking at a building and he's like, "Oh my god, the angles." The- no, I know, th- yeah, I know
0: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just the way that you put it was strange. I had to make up new shapes to understand the thing that you said. I feel like I'm See? just trying
2: to make up a new shape every day to get up just to get by, my friend. <laughs>
1: um i think the other stuff that i have may come up like as we talk about what this book is and is not doing is there anything else andrew about either the film or where this book came from that we want to talk about before we let ct take the reins
0: i do have one um so my exposure to this book is reading the synopsis and then reading reviews of the book and movie and um the atlantic review said uh they say this of a of a of a passage toward the end that I'm sort of curious about. Um, <clears throat> I know nobody in the book is named, but apparently one of the characters in the book is named Lena. I don't know if it's the main one or what. Uh, when the interrogators we met at the opening of the film later ask Lena what she thinks the alien force or intelligence she encountered may have wanted, she replies, I'm not sure it wanted anything, which is not a particularly compelling premise for a film. That's so true. So I'm just sort of like when you read the synopsis, it really reads like it's just a bunch of stuff happens and you don't get a lot about characters or like motivations or I don't know, like more of an overarching frame for why anything is happening. And so I'm wondering if that, if that is, if that is evident in the book as well, or if that's just how reading Mm -hmm. a, you know, eight paragraph synopsis makes it. No,
2: that's deeply um, evident in the book and you don't get any names in the book. Um, So there are four, Women who are sent on this expedition, there is a biologist, an anthropologist, a surveyor, and a psychologist. Um, the biologist is our narrator, and she is journaling. They are all to journal their experience going into Area X. Um, so this is like her journal of her time in Area X. Uh, we don't get any names. I don't even think her husband had gone in the... This is, She's on the 12th expedition, or is she? And her husband <laughs> was on the 11th or was it 11 and uh, expedition? And he came back, but like wrong. He came back like weird. (laughs) And she is like, my husband's weird. Like, why is he being weird? I don't like it. But she also like, doesn't seem to like him, her husband that much. So she's kind of just like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll call the authorities and let them know that this guy is definitely not the same husband that left me. Um, And then she ends up going on the next expedition, which seems like just from a, like a governmental standpoint, you wouldn't allow that to happen. But yeah, it seems like
1: you shouldn't operate on your family member kind of stuff. Like maybe. Right. At this point. So this is the beginning of the book. What do we know about where they're going? What is, what does it mean when you say the government? Like,
2: I don't really know what the government is. Say that right now. Um, I mean, sure. same, you know. There is not... Politics. A lot of this that is clear. Okay. The second page says, Our mission was simple, to continue the government's investigation into the mysteries of Area X, slowly working our way out from base camp. Okay. The expedition <laughs> could last days, months, or even years, depending on various stimuli and conditions. Okay. Um, we were not told what the device measured or why we should be afraid if it glowed red. Just this device that they have to carry around, they're supposed to run if it glows red. We had been forbidden watches and compasses. Okay, great. Um, So the biologist is pretty chill. She is wandering around and she's like very into like all the weird nature that they see. Um, Though I was discussing with my housemate who has seen the movie I think what they t- spend more time on in the movie than they do in the book is just like what's happening in nature cuz they definitely just hint at it being weird. There's like a low moaning sound that happens every night and they're like Same. yikes. <laughs> right. Thank you, Andrew. Um but they don't know what it is and they don't yeah. really baby, I got a baby. I'm someone's dad. <laughs> yeah. You are, buddy. We're proud. <laughs> We're proud. Um, so, on their expedition, they quickly stumble upon what is she keeps referring to as a tower, but the rest of them call it a tunnel. And she's like, I don't know why my brain just wants to say tower, but I'm just saying tower. Uh, and they go, they decide to like take a little, you know, investigation in there. We should explore in it, see what's going on. Um, and she breathes in like a weird spore and is like, I'm not going to tell anybody about that. That doesn't seem
1: pertinent. (laughs) No.
0: That's my least favorite thing about this genre, just like sci-fi and fantasy, is like when something happens to somebody and they decide for no particular reason that makes any sense that they're just not going to tell anybody when telling people would solve a lot of problems. This is my problem with... Basically the entirety of Stranger Things mm-hmm. is people wait until they have a scary premonition like six times before they tell anybody else about it.
2: Also, children aren't qualified to do any of that and you're ten years old, stop hanging out with Russians. Like go that also, read a book. Yeah. Chill out. Yeah. Go read a book. Literally chill out.
1: <laughs> does she um, know any of the people that she's with? Like where do nope. they
2: they're all like picked at random. They have to they they hint at like some sort of government procedure testing that they go through. To see if they're like ready and fit. I guess they had another psychologist who was supposed to go on this um, in this expedition with them. But she was replaced at the last minute question mark. It's tough to say how last minute minutes are in this book. Um, right. With yeah. this new psychologist.
1: <laughs> Do they um, all have like weird, weird husbands that they have to save? They or? might.
2: You don't know anything about the other three. Oh, you great. never learn their names.
1: Okay.
0: You
2: never really know anything about them.
0: Tyspean sure. says this comes up again in book three. Oh,
2: sick! I would like that. It's from what,
1: from what I've read about these. <laughs> this whole series is that a lot of questions that we are probably going to like dig into or go like, well, that's capital S strange. Are like he maybe decided to fill them in in a later book, or yeah he uh, he's talked about how he like didn't really make them characters or didn't give them names or describe them in the first book on purpose and then was like maybe I'll do it later and I'll just like flip the script on you cuz you thought they were all white ladies or whatever right um which then I think actually led to some people being upset when they did not when they ca- cast one of the actresses as not an asian character i think
2: Oh, I do remember that. Yes.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, oh, he only adapted annihilation where he didn't actually make that clear. B-b-b-b-b-b-b.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> like, whoa, okay. That's like, that's so they're go like. they're going into the tower nice. tunnel? Got they're him. going
2: into the tower tunnel.
0: Okay. And... The tunnel's kind of a like a sideways underground tower when you think about it
2: that's that's literally like what she keeps saying she's like i know it's a tunnel (laughs) but isn't it also just a tower going down and she's aware that this is not a rational thought to be having but she is having it and she does like every now and then every time someone's like oh yeah we're going into the tunnel she's like the tower sorry it's just the tower and they're like okay it's a tunnel you're being weird (laughs) Um, So they go into this tunnel and they find I I wanted to find the quote of what they the first like big weird thing that they find. Um, She says, I saw what I first took to be dimly sparkling green vines progressing down into the darkness. I had a sudden absurd memory of the floral wallpaper treatment that had lined the bathroom of my house when I shared it with my husband. Then as I stared, the vines resolved further and I saw that they were words in cursive letters raised about six inches off the wall. She's like, whoa. Plant words? I'm a biologist. This rocks. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like super pumped. And the anthropologist is like, do not get too close to it. And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I do want to touch it. I'm not going to, but I do really want to.
0: I do want to touch it and breathe in its beautiful spores. Right.
2: So then she reads what the words say. And this is a refrain that comes back over uh, the course of the book. Um, I read from the beginning aloud. Where lies the strangling fruit that came from the hand of the sinner? I shall bring forth the seeds of the dead to share with the worms that... Then the darkness took it. So, like, that little bit... <laughs> Greg's face. Iconic. ten ten. 10 um, So we see that bit of words kind of repeat, and she starts repeating them more and more as the book goes on. Where she, um, but, where
1: people are like, oh, hey, are you hungry? And she's like, yeah, for some strangled fruit from the something from the <laughs> where sinner. Where lies the strangling
2: fruit from the vine? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's when she wants to get really close to the vines to figure out what the words are. Um,
0: she's doing it for the vine. I she's guess doing it for say. the vine
2: and she gets too mm. close. And then as she says, a-, a tiny spray of golden spores spewed out. I pulled back, but I thought I felt something enter my nose and experience a pinprick of escalation in the smell of rotting honey. And then she's like, mm, okay, well, uh, let's just uh, keep on exploring this tunnel. And they kind of discuss about what the words could be. They don't really know. They go back. And she's like obsessively monitoring herself because she's like, I know I got a little spore hit, like a little taste of the spore. But am I being weird? Are they being weird? Is our situation just weird? I don't really know.
0: Who can say?
2: (laughs) Who can say?
0: I know I breathe in spores in this mysterious hell jungle Mm -hmm. that I'm in, (laughs) but... It's probably someone else. It's probably them. I don't know. Yeah. so That's a mystery.
2: We get a lot of, like, backstory about her husband and her relationship and why she decided to go into biology. And it's fine, but it's not the compelling... Like, the book is... I found it compelling for how weird and how un-anything it is. It, It does a great job of, like making you feel uneasy and making you feel like you're not really sure what's happening, making you feel like your surroundings aren't really real. It didn't hurt that I read it in like a rain on a rainy day on vacation. So I was just kind of like reading it and like looking outside and being like, Hmm. And like going back to it. (laughs) They also find a big trail of slime in the tower. Oh, she's like, wonder what that is. And they're all like, everybody else the surveyor the anthropologist and the psychologist are like nope we're going back up we are not getting into this and she's like you guys are kind of bummers but i guess that's right um but she realizes the next morning that the psychologist has been using like hypnotizing words on them and the spores make it so that she is not affected by it so she's like she notices that there are certain phrases that the psychologist says and everybody like immediately goes to bed or like immediately stops arguing and she's like oh that's weird couldn't wonder why everybody's trying to hypnotize us but I guess I'll just play along like I know what's happening
0: Hmm. <sighs> it does seem like an awful lot of this book is predicated on people just kind of shrugging mm-hmm. and saying well I guess, I guess this is what happens for the book to keep going right <laughs> So not going to ask any questions here. And
2: because you're reading what is her journal from her perspective, you're just like, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how true that is of anybody else that you're with, but I guess this was the choice you wanted to make. That's fine.
1: Sh- yeah. So like, what is her? Is she like holding on to some sort of goal? Is there do they just need to, like, get in there? <laughs> like, what is
2: there to explore? Mm. they are given a map that has a lighthouse on it that they are told to find they get distracted with the tunnel and everyone's like okay we should pack up the tunnel business and get to the lighthouse and she's like I guess fine like can we go back one more time so I can get some of that goo sample so I can look at it under my microscope and then we'll (laughs) definitely go back and they're like great great plan everybody go to bed and they wake up in the morning and they're like where'd the anthropologist go weird she's just gone um so they go back to the tunnel so she can like get her goo and she gets into the tunnel and she's like oh is that the anthropologist's body weird also now that you mention it the psychologist has been kind of limping and walking weird i wonder how that happened ho ho hum
0: (laughs) so here i go well just
1: just another day in the hell jungle (laughs) You've been reading the diary of a spore person this whole yes, time. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that is certainly You're reading
2: like, the diary of a spore person, TM.
1: And you've mm-hmm. you've alluded to the fact that that makes it either, if not straight up unreliable, at least like she's deeply unreliable. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now does the
0: does the unreliability start when she huffs the spores? Yeah. Because that does starts it begin before that. I okay.
2: mean, you everything is confusing in the beginning but there's only like four to six pages before she huffs a spore and she was starting out pretty weird like she started out being like gotta call that thing a tower don't know why but it's definitely a tower why do i want to call it a tower what's going on it's so cool but what so she like comes in kind of hot and then she huffs some spores and comes in like spore hot which is weird
1: (laughs) um now is it like are you Okay, is it like every at the end of every day she's like, got to write down my spore thoughts? Is it like an audio? Not really clear when
2: she's writing the journal entries.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Okay, that doesn't hashtag spore thoughts.
2: (laughs) She's not hashtagging anything, she's not threading her (laughs) tweets. It's very confusing to read.
1: So is she like, hmm, it's really weird that the other people are so freaked out by this body, or does she just leave that person? Behind. She and
2: the surveyor decide, like, they can't move the body. She and like the anthropologist looks all kinds of janked up. Like, her body looks weird. It's like maybe molding, but maybe becoming part of the earth. Who can say? Um, and then they go and have a fight with the psychologist about it because they're like, Why are you being so squirrely? Like, what's up with you and your body? And she's like, I don't know, and then she just tries to like keep using the uh, hypnotizing words on them, which works on the surveyor, but does not work on the biologist, and she just pretends that it works on her. Very Neat. bad idea.
1: Okay. So the, the gang has very quickly turned on each other. This is a good expedition. Very yeah, quickly
2: good. fractured. <laughs> at a very... I'm trying to find how soon after it is that... The psychologist disappears because she disappears next. She's just gone.
1: Um, are there like animals running around? Are, are there there
2: like- are sounds happening. There are some birds sometimes. <laughs>
0: You get when sh- that's just how, that's what, that's everywhere. That's what everything is. There's sometimes there are birds. Like, how is this? I was in so, the
1: suburbs for the first time a little while ago. I heard bugs. Like, is, am I in area X? Like You what? probably are.
2: So, okay. I mean, they do hear that consistently weird, low moaning hum. And Great. once the psychologist is so, gone, the surveyor's like, this is weird. What's going on here? And she's like, I DK, but I do want to go to the lighthouse. And the surveyor's like, I absolutely do not. <laughs> <laughs> at which point i was like i am on board with the surveyor she does not want to leave and she's like i got some guns i'm gonna chill here at base camp and she's like tight i'm going to the lighthouse i'll catch you when i see you later
0: it's i hmm. it's interesting that whatever it seems like we're dealing with like some kind of external collective like consciousness deal and yeah it's, something it's, is it's, weird I, it's it's both it's weird that all of them aren't being treated the same by this consciousness. Like, you would think that once you huff the spores, you'd be trying to get everyone else to huff the spores, too. So you right. all be spored up.
2: She's not trying to get anybody to, to... And she's, like, trying to be as rational as she can be, but also knowing that she is asking them to do, like, pretty... Like, it is... She knows it is not irrational for the surveyor to be like, well, one person of our group is dead and the other one is missing. I think we should get evacuated and she's like i know that's logically right but i do not want that is that because it is very set up that she loves nature
1: okay is that like whole idea of logic and rationality a thing that she talks about a lot because that's a lot that's a thing that he talks about a lot in terms of like relating to this weird space he created which he based on like a nature preserve near his house i'm to my understanding mm-hmm. um, but it's like this inexplicable force where your only way to interact with it is through like non-rational behavior because you can't quite process it so you naturally yourself or your humanhood is going to break down to even experience it is that a th- is that a thing that the characters are struggling with, or is that just a thing that uh, Jeffrey Vanderfump is like up to?
2: Um, she definitely experiences that. I was trying to find a passage that really gets at like her ability to understand what she's saying is weird and irrational. Um, but you don't get to really know what the rest of the characters are thinking because it's not from their perspective, and it is again the thoughts of a sporehead. Tm. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: um so she diary does
0: of a, diary of a spory kid. She where does see
2: some pretty disturbing stuff on her walk to the lighthouse. There is a moment where she gets to like a village that is like fully mutinized and fossilized and she's like, Wow, these people are just like actually standing as they were, but just covered in moss. Bizarre. There is a moment where she sees Ah yes, the dolphins. I'm gonna read this to you. It's <laughs> Ah yes, the dolphins.
0: Course, that's that's on brand for our friend Christina.
2: Yep, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, of course, thank you. Um da-da-da-da. Then the dolphins breached, and it was almost as vivid as a dislocation as that first descent into the tower. I knew that dolphins here sometimes ventured in from the sea and had adapted to the fresh water, but the mind expects a certain range of possibilities, and any explanation that falls outside of that expectation can surprise. Then something more wrenching occurred. As I slid by, the nearest one rolled slightly to the side and stared at me with an eye that did not, in that brief flash, resemble a dolphin eye. It was painfully human, almost familiar." In an instant, that glimpse was gone, and they submerged again, and I had no way to verify what I had seen. So she's definitely like, was that a human eyeball inside of that dolphin?
0: Oh, well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: nothing, literally, a little shaken, I continued to the lighthouse.
0: Mind. A little shaken. Yikes.
2: Yeah. Um. She gets to the lighthouse, she finds a bunch of bummer stuff, like definitely murders have occurred, The big thing that she finds at the lighthouse is a huge pile of journals like the one she's written and is like and she's like, Oh, for sure we are not the only the twelfth expedition here. She also finds a psychologist who is dying and tries to get her to kill herself by saying annihilation which is the title of the book
0: Wait this is, is this you did you say a psychologist or No, the, the psychologist. psychologist.
2: She okay, finds right, a psychologist. Okay. We
0: found another psychologist. Very and possible. She,
1: she wants her to say the word annihilation. The
2: psychologist says the word annihilation to try to get the biologist to kill herself because that was one of the
0: established four. Yeah, the the biologist is all hopped up on spores mm-hmm. and is unhypnotizable. Yep, and she's like, it's not going to work. I guess, by the spores. Yeah. She seems a little hypnotized by the spores.
2: She's like, I don't know, this doesn't work. Like, leave me alone with that annihilation BS dog. <laughs> and the psychologist is like, ugh, fine, whatever. Like, I'm going to die. And then she dies.
1: <laughs> have you... Have, I haven't been to too many magic shows. Have you guys ever been to a magic show? Because I feel like the worst thing... To see at a, mag- a magic event would be like some guy tries to hypnotize someone and they just say no. Like that feels like that would be a really awkward moment for everyone to experience together. That does
2: feel really awkward. But I feel like hypnotizer magic dudes are pretty good at reading a crowd and picking the yes men. They're really oh, good at picking good the yes anders in the crowd.
0: Yeah. Graham says that he has been to a lot of magic tournaments. Does that count?
2: You know what, Graham? It doesn't not count. How about
0: that? And for the, for those of you listening along at home, he's referring to Magic the Gathering, the popular TCG, or CCG, depending on how you feel, I guess.
1: Whether or not you want to trade or collect?
0: Trade or collect, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like if someone tried to tap that mana at a TCG tournament and you just said no, that would also be pretty awkward.
2: Yeah, I think it would. thanks
1: christina that's good what a
0: good exchange (laughs) thanks i'm your friend how many mana do you have to burn to push spores in somebody's face that's what i want to know like is the
1: there's probably a there's Mm. a magic card for everything i bet oh
0: i'm certain do you think that classic do you think that the Hell Forest is another player in Magic the Gathering or is it kind of a card that you play?
2: I like to, to think about like, the Forest as kind of like the character of New York. She's like another character mm-hmm. in the book, you know? Oh,
0: sure, sure, sure.
2: It's a real sex in the city conundrum.
0: Yeah. It's it's- spores in the spores and the jungle.
2: Now I have
1: to think about that show with New York. You're such a, a... <laughs>
0: I'm I'm such a biologist, you guys. I think
2: classic real classic biologist moment, TM.
1: Yeah, I'm
0: such a such a biologist. I can't believe it.
1: If you look around your brunch group and you don't see the psychologist, <laughs> you're the psychologist.
2: That's actually quite harrowing. She sucks, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, so she's dead now.
2: She is dead now. And she does find the biologist does find in the pile of journals her husband's journal and she's like, "Hmm." Light reading, tight. And this is quite. I'm like being semi facetious about it, but like, this is what she says after she leaves the psychologist to die. I knew that my husband's journal waited for me, and soon I would know what sort of nightmare he had encountered here. And I knew too that I blamed him fiercely for his decision, and yet even so, somewhere in the heart of me, I'd begun to believe that there was no place I'd rather be than Area X. Now, bitch, really? No, <laughs> every no way
0: everybody everybody when they're on vacation thinks that they want to move to the place where they're vacationing that's true and that's not it's you that's no the problem is you like you you would take the problems with you so, the destination's not going to solve it
2: a thing that i would have wanted to leave area i mean i would have wanted i never would have gone to area x let's be clear it's outside i hate that it's walking i hate that all of this sounds terrible also we it's got,
0: like like Mind control spores. yeah it's like <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not How going. do you feel
0: you don't dislike
1: plants though, Christina?
2: I prefer nature to be experienced in like an arboretum where the trees are tidily labeled for me to read. Mm. I can pass them. There's a bench. The- I can sit. And then nature is over because I've come to the end of the arboretum. <laughs>
1: Area X seems like like, the the inmates running the asylum version of an arboretum is just Mm -hmm. Area X. The plants are in control now. Mm -hmm. Is it
2: a plant? It's
0: a good Batman. Good question. I just came up with.
2: So she's realized now that she's been at the lighthouse for too long. And of course, she's going to have to walk back to camp at night.
0: What? Camp? Isn't everybody else dead? Well, she left the Surveyor. So that's
2: where she has to go back to.
1: Has day and night been normal?
2: Yes, but not not many days pass, it's like two or three days. It's not it's very okay. quick, the progression of all okay. of this weird shit. Um and she, on her way back, finds something that I'm also gonna read, which is also disturbing. A few minutes pass as I made good progress, then abruptly, something nudged my boot and flopped over. I aimed my flashlight at the ground and leapt back, gasping. Incredibly a human face seemed to be rising out of the earth. But after a moment, nothing further happened, and I shone my light on it again and saw that it was kind of a tan mask made of skin, half transparent, resembling in its way the discarded shell of a horseshoe crab, a wide face with a hint of pockmarks across the left cheek. The eyes were blank, sightless, staring. I felt as though I should recognize these features, that it was very important. But in a disembodied way, I could not. In Classic Biologist, her next thought is, Somehow, the sight of this mask restored me to a measure of calm that I had lost during my conversation with the psychiatrist. What? You found Was a face a in the muck. A psychiatrist? She's a psychologist. She's a psychologist. Okay, sorry. It's important. You found a face in the muck and that calmed you down?
1: Okay. Who's Among Us? Okay, I'm just trying <laughs> to put myself in the brain of a spore fiend and I'm just wondering what what am I getting amped about and what calms me down so are spores
0: an upper or a downer
1: well spore, i guess is the first spores question. are an up spores and lighthouses upper human faces in the dirt downer. a, <laughs> a tower also,
2: also an upper mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay whose face is it Don't
2: anyone's know. It is hinted that it's possibly her husband's face, because she's like, I really should remember this and know this face. And also, now that I think about it, that eyeball, maybe that eyeball in the dolphin was my husband? Ooh, who could say? Better keep moving. Well, yeah. What a
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird she, day I'm having.
1: She did see those, like, plants on the wall that were like, this reminds me of the wallpaper or the paint from my house as a kid or whatever, right? So. Yeah. There is a sense that the that the plant hell is like reaching into her brain, and extracting things. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think that's what
2: something is happening to her. Like some transformation <laughs> is occurring to her, and she doesn't know what Weird. it is, but doesn't quite seem to care. Sure. Great. Right. Whatever. Um. So I on guess her
0: walk.
1: Block- would... No,
2: go.
0: No, I was just I was just gonna say like, I I feel like. I would care more about this mental transformation if I had gotten more of her pre-transformation. Like, I, I kind of want because her. Yeah, the, the, the you
2: do get some of can- that in flashbacks Sorry. when she's like thinking about her husband. But again, it's okay. like it's it's not clear that if the flashbacks are just happening or if she's writing the flashbacks. And again, is she writing the flashbacks in her spore brain? Like because up on
0: spores, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Here we're back at the problem again.
0: It's it's like not
1: I, a, I want you want Andrew like maybe like. Cordoned off like canonical flashbacks. Maybe not that even, would help. Not
0: even that. I I want. I just want. I want to know the character well enough that when you would have liked like a beginning. To, yeah, like when <laughs> she starts to like huff, spores, and see Edward James almost his face in the mud. Like, I I want to know that that's off for the character. You know, like so I don't want the book to mention it.
2: The book ends with her being like. <laughs> it's edward james almost my husband (laughs) 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 um so the only other so not the only the other thing that happens on her trip back to camp is that she uh has a run-in with the moaning creature um in that it just (laughs) oh
1: it just kind of
2: (laughs) runs up on her and she refuses to look at it, but she's like, mm, I don't like it, I don't like it. This is, like, one thing that she's, like, pretty clear about not loving, and it's at like, this huge, thrashing, moaning monsters chasing her through the dark woods. One thing she's pretty negative on. Great. Sure. Cool. Um, Face in
0: the mud, mm-hmm. dolphin with human eyes, all fine, like, hey, whatever, I'm so jaded, I don't care, but... But this moaning Moaning. guy, she didn't Get that away from me. She was like, "Mm,
2: this feels like superhuman. And actually, like, if I kind of look at it, it seems like it was once human. And I don't want to look at that too closely. So I'm just going to keep on running. Uh, So she gets back to camp and the surveyor is still alive, but is like, bitch, you're crazy. I'm sure you killed everybody. Don't come (laughs) back here or I will shoot you. And she's like, look, I'm not crazy. You kind of already shot me, actually. And... I'll just lie down here and you don't have to shoot me at it or anything at all. I promise I'll just leave you alone. And the surveyors like (laughs) go away. So then she uses what she has been lightly referring to as the brightness, which is part of her spore brain. I, we are to believe, um, and pulls out her gun and shoots the surveyor right in the face, straight in the face, right? Straight in the face.
0: Sure. Sure.
2: Um, and then she's like, Whoa, I killed a person. (laughs) Better put her Whatever. in the muck. <laughs> Better she, like, put her in the muck. muck. Mm-hmm. She needs, um, she needs her spore brain to pull her gun. I see this question, um, because she's already been shot and she's like, "I'm a terrible shot," and it's really dark out. I actually don't know how I shot her right in the face. And then, she, like three pages later, she's like, "I gotta tell you how I shot her in the face. It was definitely because of the spores." <laughs>
0: And you're like, oh. dear,
1: dear reader, I used my spores to shoot her in the face.
0: I think if you, you don't need to be a a gun expert, I don't think, to shoot someone in the face at point blank range. It's just not, it doesn't require an exceptional amount of talent, I don't think. This, is, I, mean, is I don't know a lot hard? about guns.
2: I don't know. I wouldn't be good at it, I don't think.
0: This
1: book is wild. I love it.
2: And this is literally how she introduces telling us that she shot, that she used her like special spore power to shoot the, the, uh, surveyor. It may be clear by now that I'm not always good at telling people things that they feel they have a right to know. And in this account, I have thus far, I have neglected to mention some details about the brightness. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. (laughs) Yeah. You
1: have. Hmm.
2: Yes. The surveyor is a special ops military person. So she is- pretty good at shooting
0: this sounds like the worst forbidden island variant that you could possibly think of like i want to be the biologist i have i'm good at guns but spores ruin my brain yeah (laughs) i want to be the psychologist i'm good at hypnotism sometimes
1: that backpack that backpack climber hack really broke a lot of the forbidden games for me But if he was a sport person, maybe he would have different powers.
2: The weird thing is, it was like a pretty absorbing read. And I did enjoy reading it. It was only once I pulled myself out of it that I was like, what just happened?
1: Question from the chat. Was there any indicator that she killed any of the other people?
2: No. The surveyor thinks that she did kill the other people because she was not there to witness the psychologist being like, yeah, I 100% killed the anthropologist and left her body in the tower, and then I jumped off of this because I am trying to commit suicide, but I, like, can't do it right because they they don't want me to do that on this expedition. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of, like, Mm -hmm. they... Like, very DJ Khaled, like, they don't want you to win. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> sorry
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> man unexpected call. um <laughs>
2: how does it, the best how does Boris, it kind you, of all Graham. over
0: the place like we we've, we've whipsawed from edward james almost to G- dj Khaled in the last like seven minutes so i think i don't know if any other podcast has ever done that i think we've we've someone best? call the guinness people yeah <laughs> how does it wind
1: down so she, it seems like we're close to the end.
0: We
2: are. So she's lying there and she's been shot once or twice by the surveyor. I can't remember how many times. And she's having like a brightness flash where she's like, oh, cool. The spores are fixing my body. And she's just kind of lying there and like in pain and like covered in spore brightness and just thinking about the words in the tower.
0: Mm. Hard. Hard. So she goes mm. back in the the tunnel, tunnel tower. The tunnel tower.
2: So she goes back to the tunnel tower. She goes way way down to the tunnel tower where she notices that the words are like brighter like they look like they've just been written but like in in vine and that the slu- the slime is there and it's like very slimy. And mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh my god, as, I think- as
0: slime does." Yeah. Yeah,
2: she's like, "I think I'm going to find what she's been calling the crawler." which is like the thing, the creature that is writing this words.
1: The moaning thing. yes. Yeah. The,
2: yeah. And it is much like, um, I suppose, trying to describe a lot of angles. She does see the crawler, but it's like, it broke my brain. But maybe the guy from the lighthouse was in there? Who could say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so she kind of stares at it writing for a while and it like, Seems like it's going to attack her, but then it doesn't. She thinks because she's been sporified that it's, like, word, game, recognize game, girl. Like, you can watch me work. Um, And then... Is it just doing graffiti? Is it just tagging the wall of the tunnel? It is continuing the very scary words written.
0: And if you walk walk further down the tunnel, there's just, like, a big penis written in vines, like, on the side of the cave.
2: Yeah, and she has, like she definitely has like a whole nutty moment when she's looking at the crawler, which is just like not even worth reading aloud. Cause it makes zero sense. Um, mm-hmm. And it does, I think it like hit, it like touches her at one point and she's like in a ton of pain and then it goes away and she sees that the, the set, the next sentence that it has written is there shall be a fire that knows your name. And in the presence of the strangling fruit, it's dark flame shall acquire every part of you. And she's like, Okay. Um and then she says, Perhaps my only real expertise, my only talent is to endure beyond the endurable. Okay, I'll give you that, I guess.
0: She has oh, made it. Selling herself sell short as a biologist, though. <laughs>
2: Truly. Um, so she like manages to get up and get out of the tower. And then she's just like, Okay. I guess I live in area X now. And that's it. That's literally there's nothing much left to tell you though i haven't quite told it right but i'm done trying anyway
0: did you try very hard <laughs> it doesn't seem like you tried very hard
2: mm-hmm. okay. i don't want
0: to cast aspersions because you do got spore brain but i think yeah. you could have done a better job if you'd really wanted to
2: <laughs> yeah 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 um she does finally say like I'm going to continue into area X. I am going to try to follow my husband's path up the coast. I don't think I'll find him. I don't need to find him, but I want to see what he saw. I want to feel him close. I can't shake the sense that he is still here, even if in the eye of a dolphin. And then the end of the book is, I am not returning home.
0: Sure, fine. Like, again, would would, I don't know, this would be a lot more impactful if I cared about this person even one jot at all yeah i don't know
2: um thank you for that compliment because it was really hard to explain this bonkers book with literally zero narrative or um character or character names or anything um so that's a tough book and uh you're lucky i like you guys that i did this <laughs> but also it's only like 120 pages so it was a pretty fast read especially for me an already fast reader so and you don't have a job,
1: so like wow,
2: I was really just gonna hang it on my excellent whoa. reading skills, but <laughs> zinger on me, the old boy I know Andrew's
1: we, here. We're wrapping up. I have a few
0: quick <laughs> questions. Listen, I have a baby. I'm on paternity leave. I watched the Invader Zim movie on Netflix two nights ago. So like, whoa, everybody's what? doing. A, everybody's Andrew got has time to fill. Okay. Area X. We're so talking to Spore Drew right
1: now.
2: Andrew, you oh, haven't told no. us this. I oh.
0: haven't run. I've run out of content. Okay, already.
2: Well, could I suggest oh, Doctor Who?
1: <laughs> yeah, get in there, Andrew. Who it up? Um, did you anyway, have any other questions? I, I did. I, As <laughs> we attempt to keep making this podcast here in Podcast X, um, <laughs> Stephanie from the chat asked, uh, "Christina, did did she miss something, or did the camp burn down somehow? Was that like a thing that happened? I don't remember it if you truly said that or could
2: not. have. Okay,
1: um, sure. She might Great. have
2: set it on fire. Now that I think about it, if I scanned yeah. the book, I could probably find it. It seems like something she would do, honestly. Um, and now I have to find out. Ask me another question while I flip back.
0: That's my so to to close it to bring things away from the Invader Zim movie for a second. Bold. I want to I want to talk more broadly about books that you describe as like page turners, like that. That is, I I ask both because you brought that up in the context of the book and that also came up in reviews a lot is like I read the book really fast. And mm-hmm. it's it's not really a a qualitative comment on the book but also it is like it's it's kind of the ultimate like backhanded compliment you can give to a book and I just want to talk about it a little bit because I don't know I don't know how to feel about it because I've definitely described books that way on the on the show and I can't decide if it's a positive or a negative thing to be. I find channel.
2: when I say it was there, I either mean one of two things when I say that, and one, it's like I genuinely enjoyed reading it, and I'm like wanting to live in this world, and I just want to like keep finding out like what's happening to these characters, or as in this book, I am very confused, and I think if I keep turning the pages, an answer
0: will appear. <laughs>
2: that didn't happen.
0: Sure, sure. No sure, answer sure. appears. Do you think it would happen if you? I assume that when you finish this book, there's just like a continue reading button that pops up because it is a Netflix style release. Are you still and reading? That it, yeah. And if you don't, if you don't press the button, then you just have the next book and you're suddenly reading it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And so it's I wonder funny if thinking... the, I wonder if the second two books would, would like solve this problem for you or if it would just be more questions upon questions.
2: I think it would be more questions upon questions because what I've read of the other books, the synopsis of the other books that they're like entirely set up like they're not ever going to continue this specific story it's going to be more about like the government and the southern region general but it's not like i'm not going to find out what kind of dolphin she turned into like her husband
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean just by the nature of him not naming these characters being very scant about description he seems way more interested in like the vibe and maybe the implications of such a place existing but not really in what they would do to a literal human person which is what i found in like i found a verge article that was like here are the differences between the book and the movie and the writer clearly liked both so that you know let that color your your feelings here Um,
0: heather in the in the chat has what i think is a very good analogy i found some page i found page turner's good and bad there are some books where it goes fast but it's like some terrible fast food that tastes good as they're happening but it makes me feel bad at the end sure Yeah,
2: some books are like a mcdonald's chicken sandwich and some books are like a popeye's chicken sandwich
1: you know sure that's very timely content yes thank
0: Um, you i love to like you're gonna you're gonna end up in the bathroom either way but it's like how long right right sure i
2: love to carbon date a podcast with a timely reference
0: yes that's good
1: like the movie like uh, from what i understand the movie plays up the relationship with the husband more like mm-hmm. plays and up port portman has plays totally the totally different character. Yeah, yeah 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 and and also explains the area x shimmer thing more which yeah. he might do in a later book a bit but it seems like the point is that it's supposed to be inexplicable and that i saw some some quote in a, in a tour interview with him where he said, area X is to human beings as human beings are to the rest of the animal kingdom. Like a force. One of those hippies, huh? Mm -hmm. a force that colonizes the world and to like anybody that's not on its level could never understand it. Um, Which is like, there's no other way to describe (laughs) that than to write a book that would be frustrating to read, you know, because our human brains can't comprehend it.
2: Yeah, I don't really think it was frustrating to read. I just don't think that, like, whatever deep things he thinks he's doing about, like, reality and narrative. Like, it was a fun and, like, pretty light read. It's short. I was enthralled and I was there. But, like, I'm not going to think about it again, really. I'm not going to be like, what is the meaning of the brightness and spores? Like, I don't know. That lady just huffs some spores. Whatever.
0: Weirdly, I think that describes a lot of Netflix shows for me. Like <laughs> mm. some something about something about the lack of episodic structure in a lot of them, and the way that they just keep going, and there's ten of them, and then they're done. Like, yeah, sure, yeah.
1: I don't know. I was just making that face as I could tell Andrew was making a face at me being way willing to get high with a book, and Andrew is always like, I don't know.
2: Oh, I'm definitely um, I'm willing to do a line o book. Let me tell you, just
0: snort some book. Wait, do a rail wait, wait, of this wait. book. I just, I just wanna I I wanna because my cultural like relevance ended three weeks ago. Is the was the Popeyes thing like a reference to something that's happening on Twitter.com? Oh, sweet baby Andrew, Andrew. Andrew yeah, there's I have a chicken sandwich at on Popeyes.
2: It's online. very good, and the internet's very turned up about it. And I, I did d- order it what? this weekend and it is delicious. Or was it this week? Who can say what's
0: time? Um Don't they I would think they would just have chicken sandwich. They like don't. It didn't seem, they didn't. It, no. Really? Mm-mm. Yeah. And they it's, have all the other kinds of chicken. Yeah. They and do. So they
1: they took Popeyes and made a Popeyes version of say your popular Chick fil A sandwich, and uh, it seems to be better it's and is really also good. a better brand. So there's yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Is it not like it's homophobic? not homophobic? Is that it's okay? That's, that's cool. chicken. That's, that's, that's
1: um, automatically. And good. all of the brands took to the internet to remind yeah, you that they thing,
2: too Andrew, have a chicken sandwich
0: yeah sometimes not being online is good <laughs> yeah
2: absolutely my friend
0: i've got to figure out my relationship to online now that i have a baby who doesn't understand that i need to be online yeah On- as Nora said online? every
2: popeyes in the dc area is sold out and that's kind of the spot where we're hitting like just people like frantically trying to get a chicken sandwich at popeyes and they're like sold out and so there people, i was glad i hit like, it early I didn't,
0: uh, I didn't even know that I needed to be excited because I just assumed that Popeye sold a chicken sandwich.
1: I read an I read an article by someone in Canada who is sad that it hasn't rolled out in Canada yet. So can like our our northern allies are like currently feeling it right now because there's no Listen, Popeyes chicken Canada, sandwiches.
0: you bring you make Tim Hortons happen in a big way down here. I know there are some, but you do a big rollout down here and we'll pay you back. Like it's it's Politics are very transactional now.
1: Do you think they have the
0: chicken sandwich
2: in Area X yet? Maybe they have a dolphin human sandwich.
0: I bet they got some spores you can huff that will make you think you ate the chicken sandwich. Just like a
2: crawler special that's just like goo? Delicious.
0: It's like the Impossible Burger, but for this chicken sandwich.
2: No, I think Nell's got it. The sandwich eats you in Area X, and that seems that's about right.
0: That's
1: <laughs> good.
0: The sandwich gets upset that you aren't available in its area. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no delivery drivers available for you human meat
1: we're gonna wrap this bad boy up i think oh i think we're we've gonna, got to yeah i think we are going we're gonna stay here in area x and there, all of you please get out don't get plant eaten um if i also watched the Rocco's modern life God. movie how was it andrew, andrew-
0: the invaders m1 in was better no
1: <laughs> we gotta end this podcast before i get sad about that um if you have traveled to, a- to area x and want to send us your dispatches send us an email at overduepod@gmail.com, at gmail.com hit us up on twitter where the chicken sandwich is at twitter.com slash or facebook where photos of the chicken sandwich live at <laughs> facebook.com overduepod um andrew if you recall what is our website do you remember
0: I am astounded that you're asking me to do anything right now. It's overduepodcast.com unless the domain registration is expired. (laughs) Um, Up there, I've got to assume that we've still got links to iTunes and our RSS feed and other stuff that you can use to subscribe to the show. And a new listener page and a Patreon page and whatever, whatever. Thanks to our Patreon
1: supporters for making this bonus episode happen. Thanks to them for joining us, those of you who are able to join us uh ct thank you for reading a book for us
2: hey anytime buddies this was fun i like this like recording with my friends making new friends on the side of the chat like doing a lot i'm gonna be excited to leave this room that i'm recording in though
1: yeah where can people find your newsletter which i presume is the best way To find out whether or not you're podcasting, whether or not you're writing somewhere else on the internet with your hot takes. And I'm
0: going to have to, Nell is also asking when the Black Hotties is coming back. And I'm going to stick you at that question Okay, so there's a
2: lot I got to do right now. So I'm just going to, we're going to start with the first question. Nell, the Black Hotties are coming back. We are trying to figure out when that will be because i have moved to philadelphia camille's very busy in grad school but we're gonna make it happen because we know y'all are wanting the content and we love content so that's the first answer you can find me on twitter.com the website at c underscore grace t that also has a link to my freshly born newsletter called christina's crisis corner which is at christina grace at stubs at substack.com the website um yeah so just like come yell at me i yell about stuff online a lot sometimes i'm on other podcasts sometimes i have my podcast it's all a gumbo of life you know <laughs> <laughs> guys i got to go i talked for so long
1: yeah we gotta let you go <laughs> andrew's gotta go care for his son i guess i'm just gonna go eat some gumbo or something it's been real everybody andrew get us out of here
0: me oh yeah there's a thing i say uh <laughs> try to be happy don't breathe in sports
1: that was a head podcast